Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. And today, we'll be talking about valuing your effort more than the reward. So whatever your goals, your intentions, your drive, your purpose, or your dreams are, coming to value your effort more than the reward can be extremely beneficial to what you're striving for. This can help you to manage your expectations, disappointment, and the struggle along the way to help you see it through so you can continuously go after what you're trying to achieve. It makes that burning desire you have so much more sustainable because you come to embrace the effort that you put in. And the more effort that you put in, the more you come to truly appreciate what you're doing that helps you enjoy the process. When you can condition yourself this way, you feed more of that internal satisfaction as opposed to becoming dependent on external rewards. The internal satisfaction is independent of what you choose to do, while those external rewards tends to only make you happy when you reach what you set for yourself. And if you actually come to think about it, the rewards that we tend to pursue only satisfy us for a short period of time. If you take a look at something as simple as eating, the main objective is to consume calories so we can function throughout our day. And we reward ourselves by eating foods that we enjoy. So for some, this could be having pancakes, or it could be fried chicken, or a nice healthy salad. Whatever it is you choose to eat, you're rewarding yourself so you can continuously come back to eat, to have those calories, so you can go about your day. But what about when you're not eating? Are you not rewarding yourself? Is everything else not as enjoyable? Because if that's the case, then it makes the whole process of whatever you choose to do a lot less enjoyable because you're only happy when you get that reward that you're trying to achieve. So in a case like this, if the reward is all about eating, then the other 20 plus hours throughout your day comes to be seen as a low point that you experience because everything is compared to needing or wanting to get to that final end goal. Now, with eating foods, this is ingrained into us so we can continuously do it to live and function properly. So in this sense, the external reward is going to benefit us. The better taste in the food is, the more rewarding it can feel to us. But what about when the reward is not based on the need to survive, but only on what we desire? Things like certain accolades, like trophies to validate all the time and effort that was put in to what you were doing, or material things like a brand new car or a big house that signifies your worthiness. There's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve these external rewards as they can make us feel happy for a short period of time. The key should be to recognize that it's not the end-all, be-all of what you're trying to do. Because if it is, then you measure yourself based on attaining them. It makes you see things as good or bad, being enough or not being enough. So when you reach something you're striving for, it means you're good enough. But when you fall short of it, it means you're not. And this is actually not the case as there are many times where 
you might have fallen short of what you're trying to achieve, but you made tremendous strides in getting to where you're at now. If you look at the NFL football team, the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021 was filled with explosive growth as a team. It was a team led by a 30-year head coach, Zach Taylor, and a second-year quarterback, Joe Burrow, who missed over a third of his rookie season the year before because of a knee injury that required surgery. So just a little bit of a background. Once a rookie starts playing, it's important for them to get as many reps to get them prepped for you know the next seasons to come. So Joe Burrow missed a significant portion of what was supposed to be a growing and learning period. But, you know, that season, that that season he came back, they made it to the Super Bowl, but they fell short of just winning it. In the cutthroat world of sports business, growth and effort is not valued, but they showed lots of both throughout the season. For me, their progression that they made was super impressive more than anything else. And you can do the same if effort is the forefront of what you do. So instead of measuring if you made it to what you're trying to achieve, continuously measure how much growth you've made in that time that you set for yourself. When you're able to do this, things become a lot less discouraging. So life is filled with so many uncertainties and this can make us feel uneasy. So when we try to achieve the outcome we were searching for, it eases that uncertainty that makes us feel that we were right in what we were doing. But when we fall short of the goal, it makes us feel as if we don't know what we're doing. When results are produced, it gives us physical evidence that that effort is paying off right now. And when the results are not seen, it makes us question what we're doing is wrong that can cause us to doubt ourselves. Results reaffirm that things are working while not getting results can make it feel like all is lost. But when you come to embrace uncertainty and forge ahead, you trust in yourself that you'll find a way. Knowing that you can handle unsettling situations and not let it rattle you to retreat to safety. To help overcome that feeling of uncertainty when those results are not being seen, come to value your effort that you're putting forward. This is really going to help you during those times of uncertainty so you can continuously push yourself forward that eventually leads to progress in what you're doing. You build that resiliency within you to get through those difficult times and breaks free from needing validation for what you're doing. It makes you more independent that allows you to stand strong even when you're by yourself. Many times all we need is to continuously keep at it because with the more reps that you gain, the more you come to find your rhythm. But this does take some time to get to that point. It can feel frustrating and unsettling when we're not able to get on track. But this is going to help you stick with it until you find your way. If you've ever been in that position where you're working at something continuously, but you're not understanding why things are not progressing until finally one day it clicks, that moment can be so eye-opening and a huge confidence builder. When that happens, it can feel like a breakthrough where you just set in motion a wave of momentum that carries you through. Once you're able to get to this point, it's going to reinforce why it's important to stick with something because it can lead to satisfaction within yourself. Knowing that you can weather the storm 
gets you more acclimated to the uncertainty that's always going to be present. That way you can navigate your way through as opposed to retreating to what is easy. When we're not seeing the results of what we expect of ourselves, there is a tendency to pivot away from what we're doing to save us from experiencing any more of that uncomfortableness by finding something that's easier. But what we don't come to understand is how close we actually are to turning the corner. It's almost like you're traveling without a GPS system that tells you exactly where to turn and how much further you have to get to your destination. I can still remember there was a time where you had to navigate your way through using a paper map or just asking people for directions. And while it might not seem like it's a big deal, making one wrong turn can make him feel a bit overwhelming because you're not sure if you can get back on the right course or that you might be continuously going around in circles. And if that's the case, it can be very frustrating to be in that situation. So the lack of results can feel the same way, wondering where did all that time and effort go that makes us question, was it even worth trying? And the answer is yes, because while you might not see the results right now, You're experiencing that uncertainty that makes you acclimated to what is unknown. Just remember that it's not a waste of time. Simply because what you expected did not materialize. Sometimes those moments are just a chance to reevaluate what needs to be done correctly. The experiences that we all go through are needed to help us navigate all the things that we're about to face. And they're there as a reference point. So it doesn't need to be this long list of accomplishments to show how great you are, but it should be used as a tool on how you can be better for it. There is one sneaky thing to know about the things that we all achieve. They don't define who we are, only what we've done, and sometimes that can be misconstrued. And just because it happened in the past does not mean it will happen again. So avoid resting on your laurels and avoid dwelling on your shortcomings but use them together to forge a more prosperous path for you. Your achievements can sucker you into thinking that you can do no wrong, and those areas that you fall short of can chip away at the belief within yourself that you can do great things. Some helpful ways to value the effort that you put in is through celebrating those times. The harder that you work and prepare for something, the more you can come to appreciate yourself. In times like this, just tell yourself, I love the effort that I'm putting in, and this is actually setting me up for success later on. Let out a celebratory shout or a reflection period each time you're able to continue to battle uphill. This is going to help to associate the hard things are well worth pursuing. Just come to think that the intensity is the price of excellence. So it should not be how quickly or how easy things come together, but it should be about the foundational piece of how intense you are at whatever you choose to do. I like to think that the harder it is in the beginning, the better chance you have at sustaining what you do. For one, it's almost like a filter trying to figure out how badly you want it because if you want it bad enough, you're willing to stick with it and find a way to make it happen. And second, it builds up that desire you have almost like a plane gaining speed so it can take off where in the beginning You're building up that speed and eventually you'll soar. This serves as a reminder in trying to achieve a certain outcome and what makes it possible is you getting better. Celebrating 
and recognizing the effort that you put in is a great way to foster that process. Mostly what we celebrate is at the end when the results are achieved and not as things are happening. Can you imagine if we celebrate when things got difficult? Would that change our outlook in any way? What if instead of reinforcing the successful results, we reinforce all the work and the commitment that leads to those same results? Where are we to cheer ourselves up for doing the daily things that propel us forward? Those days that we say, man, I had a hard day and I'm stoked I handled it well. I was able to see it through and avoid caving in. The more that we can come to do this, the more we get it out of our system. So when the results of what we're trying to achieve materializes, it's almost like we tire ourselves out from celebrating along the way and it becomes less monumental. Because if you think of something as straightforward as sports, where the objective is to score more points than the other team to win the game, and let's say something like soccer, where if you hear the players and the fans, just as their team is about to score a goal, they miss the shot, everybody shouts, ah, in disappointment. And the more this happens, the more energy and pressure builds up. So when a goal is scored, everybody exacerbates, yeah, in such excitement. And in this context, that energy is being built up to be expressed in extreme euphoria or extreme disappointment. So when you can celebrate all the effort that was put in, the results aren't everything. It won't be a big explosion, but more like a steady stream of water flowing that makes these moments more manageable and less overwhelming. The phases of hardships are needed so you can do things well because it makes you pay attention to what is important. When you can come to understand this, you can slow down your focus on the things right in front of you so you can do all the intricacies with better precision and accuracy. This will shift your thinking from practicing until you get it right to practicing until you can't get it wrong, where it becomes so second nature that it becomes automatic. So each time you're given maximum effort, recognize it like you just hit your target. The more you can come to do this, the more you come to emphasize the process of what it takes to reach your goals. And whether you reach your goals or not, they feel less intense, where the victory or defeat you experience does not dissuade you in any way. Sometimes, in experiencing a high emotion where you're victorious, you might forget what it took to get there, and that causes you not to perform well the next time. Or that low emotion of when you experience defeat can make it feel like, I don't want to go through all this agonizing pain again. So whether you get to the reward that you were hoping for or not, come not to make it such a big deal. So if you reach the goals that you set for yourself, Instead of celebrating, almost casually acknowledge it, thinking back to all the steps needed to be taken to get to that point. And if you happen to fall short of what you were trying to achieve, handle it the same way, not making it such a big deal, telling yourself, well, that just means I need to do each step better. This is going to help take away that power of being at the mercy of the reward, feeling like you just drank rocket fuel or feeling like you've just been sucker punched in the stomach. 
either one of these makes you experience a wild swing of emotion that takes a big fall or a big recovery to get back to your level-headedness. So casually being able to deal with both ends of the spectrum is going to force you to value a lot more the effort that you put in. Another thing you can do to emphasize the amount of effort you put in is to put your own incentives into place. Because we're all motivated by so many different things, whether it's internal or external, our behaviors are motivated by them. When you can better recognize what might be motivating you to act a certain way or engage in specific behaviors, you can tailor things to work for you. This can increase your chance of reaching what you set for yourself and makes the journey a lot more enjoyable. The external things that we are motivated by are where the behaviors that we perform are to gain reinforcement or avoid punishment. So things like getting good grades in school or making more money are incentives so we can learn more and gain skills that ultimately increases our value. Or it could be just getting good enough grades and making just enough money to avoid being punished by your teachers and parents or avoiding not having enough food to eat or a place to live. What motivates us to go after a certain reward is that it must be attainable because if it's not, it can be seen as too difficult and unachievable. So why bother? The reward must also be important enough for the person to take action because if not, it's going to be uninteresting to them. These external rewards are often to motivate you to do things that you normally would try to avoid. Many people would choose not to work, but they do it to have enough money to purchase things so they can continue to live with some amenities. Or they would do something like eating more healthy to reduce health problems later on. So once you know the things that motivate you, you can reward yourself for the efforts that you put in. Things such as, if I work hard to develop the business proposal to make my business grow, you can reward yourself by eating ice cream only after the proposal has been completed. Or getting your work or your chores completed and then watching TV. These incentives in place can help you follow through on the work that needs to get done. This is a great method if you're trying to start off to get yourself going. It's going to be important to not make the reward too big or too frequently as then you'll come too dependent on what's at the end of the rainbow. A great example would be working extremely hard each day so your business can continue to thrive only for you to constantly have candy each time you put in your best effort forward. This just conditions you to constantly expect a reward each time you give your best dependent on what you will receive. You want it to be just motivating enough to get you to take action. Eventually, what you want is to have that internal satisfaction of what you do be the reward itself. In some cases, this can be fairly simple for some people, while others, it can be pretty difficult to try to incorporate. But the great part of once you get to this point is that you'll experience it a lot more often in a more moderated way where it doesn't spike your emotions too high, that causes that big downturn that makes you feel unsatisfied afterwards. The more disciplined and accountable you are, the less difficult it'll be to get to this point, because you'll come to understand that moderation is key to really enjoying all the simple things around you. 
You don't need to have big extravagant things to make you feel alive. But it will be based on the work you do and the effort that you give. So the more that you give yourself to what you do, the more you'll come to enjoy the daily things you get to experience. If you look at somebody like Benjamin Graham, who was a highly respected and high-performing money manager, he had more than enough money and he understood he only needed a certain amount to live the lifestyle he wanted, which was fairly simple. But he continued to manage other people's money simply because he enjoyed what he did and who he did it with. And this is such a great way to live where the external things are not as motivating as the internal desire you have to appease that appetite of the process. This is actually a coveted state that I'm continuously striving for where what I'm doing on a daily basis is the end all be all. But this comes from giving my best effort each and every time. So the more I come to value the effort that I put in, the better chance I have at getting to that state that I desire. This really helps to break free from being attached to a certain outcome. That being the best is irrelevant and the focus becomes about being my best because being the absolute best compared to others is not going to suit me. Do we really need to evaluate how we stack up against others to see if we're doing well? That knowing how far ahead of others can make us feel superior or how far behind them we are that makes us feel inferior? What is gain when it's about comparison to others? This just tends to bring out that survival mode within us that makes us defensive. So when we come to find this out for ourselves, we can avoid comparing ourselves to see how we measure up against each other. Instead, compare yourself to how you were yesterday or a week ago, a month ago or a year ago, so you can see the progress that you've made because much of what we do in our lives is just comparing our former selves to who we are now. When we can see the growth that we all make, we're able to be more constructive about ourselves that allows us to really push forward. And that growth that we all make is through that effort that we put in. And we must learn to develop it because that's the foundation that helps us reach new distances. Now, there's going to come times where it's difficult to continuously every day give your best. Sometimes that focus or that drive is just not there where we have that off day and know that's okay. But the key will be to prevent it from becoming a consistent pattern. There's going to be times where we're just tired and fatigued. So you got to find what works for you. Maybe it's as simple as you're just tired and you need to rest. Giving yourself those lazy days to just reset. Which is going to be extremely beneficial over the long run. These lazy days need to be taken seriously. As there's no need to try to squeeze in some work here and there. To try to convince yourself you're constantly at it. Fully commit to it when it comes time to just unwind. Because eventually you'll get restless and you'll be ready to bounce back. Sometimes it could be your focus is just not there. Maybe you have too many distractions going on. You could try to just chug along or you could really give yourself some time off to process what you're going through to get your focus ready to go. The daily things that we all go through can have so many different distractions and for some of us, 
We could be going through difficult situations. So it's going to be important to address those times and not merely brush it off. Sometimes all we need to do is acknowledge the things that are occupying our attention. And this is enough to put things to rest where you're ready to get back at it. Or maybe you might be struggling with the drive of pushing yourself. Sometimes in that competitive spirit, the pressure of continuing forward, even when you're sloshing your way through it, can feel a bit too heavy. So just find what works for you. Because not every day needs to be 100 miles an hour. Maybe those days when you're going 15 miles an hour, there's going to come the, the next day where you're going 160. Look at the overall picture of how things are going and not solely a moment in time. If you look at the overall work industry, in the late 1700s, the average work week was 72 hours. Then by 1860, the work week declined to 68 hours, and then about 65 hours at the turn of the century. But in 1930, it was cut down to 50 hours a week, and then 40 hours a week in 1940. So what this might suggest is that over time, we can find ways to be more efficient. That longer hours does not mean more production. And this can mean the same thing for what you do in your life. It is very difficult to sustain your best effort each and every time. But when you can recognize this, you can manage it and cultivate that desire, that drive you have to keep going. It should not be so much about how many consecutive days you do what you do but the quality and how you do it. The mind and the body need enough time to recuperate, and it's more than just sleep that's needed, but some time off to really decompress. So those times you might feel guilty that you're not giving your best effort, take a step back and evaluate how you can manage things that that's going to work for you. Coming to value that effort that you put in above the results is going to condition you to really embrace and enjoy the process of whatever you choose to do. You'll be less dependent on measuring your worthiness in the form of results and more on how you choose to do things. That the more effort you give, the more satisfied you are in your pursuits. Naturally, this is going to help you through difficult times because you come to understand it's a part of the journey that's going to help you see a lot more things through. The more you're able to do difficult things, the better equipped you are to handle all the different challenges you may face. So the shortcomings you might be experiencing now is preparing you to have a stronger stomach so you can live ambitiously. The unknowns and uncertainties will no longer scare you because you'll come to understand that you're getting closer to breakthroughs. Just continue to tell yourself, keep giving your best effort because it is the price of excellence. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at thrivingminds.live. We actually have monthly meetings for members where we talk about different topic discussions like this, open forum. All right, until next time.